Hello, you join me here in Mark Johnson's house. I'm uh, looking around while he and his family are out. It's Christmas coming up and they've got lots of presents under the tree and in the cupboards that I'm having a good shake of and a good feel of to see if my fellow board game, gaming podcasters, the good ones that is, are on the ball for Christmas and are truly having the gaming Christmas that they would have you believe. So as I move around, I'm moving into the the den now. I don't know if you knew he had a den, but it seems he has a den. And uh, first thing I see on the dartboard is a picture of the Dice Towers logo, written underneath it in the big red letters appears to be the words, I was here first. Um, I don't know what that can tell, but there's definitely a present here. I'm going to shake it now. I'm going to shake it and see what it is. I don't know. I'm not very good at telling what presents are from the sounds, so uh, I think I might as well just leave the house now. Join me when I get home 6,000 miles away across the Atlantic Ocean. G'day board game fans and uh, welcome to the sixth episode of the Happy Happy Board Game Loving with me your host Luke Morris. That was a five star fool with their excellent song What Planet Are We On? It's available from Magnatune.com. It's an excellent side with music on. Now I'm speaking in a in a really bad Australian accent at the moment in, in honour of our uh, Australian brothers I guess or sisters, the Sheilas for them. The Sheilas among them, they have uh, won the ashes back off us in the cricket, and I have to salute them for that. But uh, Ricky Ponting, you want to keep the real ashes over there? Over my dead body, mate. I'll be over there to wrestle them out of your cold, lifeless hands, mate. So, uh, um, having done that, and uh, berated Ricky Ponting, even though they have won the cricket, well done, Australia. I guess we have to salute you for that. But it's only because we got a rubbish team and a rubbish captain and a rubbish manager. Remember that one. When we were good, we beat you. And now you're all old and falling apart. It won't be long before we beat you again. Anyways, uh, enough cricket talk. Um, Americans, cricket's kind of like baseball, but uh, more fun. You don't run in circles, you run up and down. Um, the ball's allowed to hit you. It's encouraged to hit you. Um, it's hard and leather, and it goes about 100 miles an hour for the fastest bowlers. Um, when it rains, we stop. We can play for five days, and there can be a draw. And the only countries that play it to a large standard are the ones that we used to own. Um, you'd have thought that... Um, after all we did for them in the days of the empire, they would they would not dare beat us. But uh, they're obviously enjoying getting all the countries are enjoying getting their own back on us um, in modern day. Anyway, uh, political and historical references are gone for the rest of the evening. Um, I've got a bit to get through today. Um, it's a uh, it's my last show before the Christmas New Year period, unless I 
decided to um, leave my in-laws' house on Christmas Day and sneak back home to provide you with an on-running podcast, which would be very nice of me, but I'm not that kind of nice guy. I'll probably suffer through um, the whole day with my in-laws, although it's not really suffering. I quite like time with them. And uh, I got a PSP for my birthday and Christmas. My birthday was on the 16th. None of you, dear listeners, wish me happy birthday. I'm saddened by it. Sometimes I wonder whether I should even carry on providing you with my own time. I'm disgusted. Um, Shame on you all. I'm just going to sit here and protest in silence for 10 seconds so you can think about everything you've done wrong. <clears throat> anyway, um, well, I've got a bit to get through then, like I said today. I've got um, Games as Movie Stars, one of my usual segments. I look at... Um, a game that I've played once, and I just can't play it again because I don't have the spirit of Buddha in me to play it. Um, I even did that little sort of making a circle out of my finger and thumbs then when I said that, how sad. Um, I look at what game has become the slag of the week. I look at something that should be made into a game, even though it's not at the moment. I have to make apologies to something. I'll go into that later. And I haven't got just one segment, but I have two segments. It's like the positive side of Christmas, for those that like Christmas New Year. How lovely, how lovely. Get some sherry down you and enjoy some roast potatoes and mince pies. And I've uh, also got a segment for all those bar humbugs out there who, for one reason or another, hate Christmas. And uh, shame on you, quite frankly, shame on you. But you are my listenership after all, even if you didn't buy me a birthday present. And I must pander to everyone's hopes and needs. I am like a, a worse version of the English Parliament, trying desperately to keep everyone happy and failing badly. Anyway, uh, I did say no more political and I lied. There might be a few more. Because I'm that kind of guy. Anyway, uh, moving on with the first segment of the day. Um, so, so, so sorry, so sorry, please, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. Right, uh, don't get used to this segment, I'm not going to do it very often. Um, I've got apologies to make, Um, it's not to any of you, it's not to anyone that's asked me to apologise, but um, I feel I have to make them nonetheless. Um, As I mentioned, I've got a PSP um, for my birthday, um, with a football management game, hurrah, and uh, Metal Gear Acid, um, which my wife bought me as an extra present, which is very nice of her. Um, we, I talked about that a sort of a Metal Gear Solid game should be made into a board game, sort of an espionage board game, a few weeks back. I did have my notes open at some stage, but I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was episode three. Um, stats fans, go back and check it out. But um, I've got to apologise partly because it would appear that Metal Gear Acid is a Metal Gear Solid board game in all but format. It's uh, It uses cards to move you around. It seems to use sort of stats to decide whether your shots make target. Um, there's sort of blind patches that you can't see. And so in a so forth, and you control more than one person at once in some levels. And uh, it's just, it so happens to be on, a, uh, on the PSP rather than on the board in front of you. Now, um, now that I know that the fine people at Konami have done this, I would I would love them to make it into a board game. But um, it wouldn't be my idea anymore, sadly, uh, because it appears someone's got there before me, although they've made it on the wrong format. So anyway, Konami, 
Solid Snake, I apologise. I should have had faith in you. Um, you've kind of captured the board game spirit in a game. It's a great game. I love Sito, I do. Um, so yeah, enough of that. And let's carry on. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle the way. First up, I know you'll all be shocked and surprised to learn that unfortunately uh, that wasn't jingle bells. They were coins. It was the closest I could find um, two bells at this short notice. I do apologise. The, the mystery of radio has been destroyed for all time. Um, I, I, know I wasn't even in Mark Johnson's house at the start. Can you believe it? Um, anyway, I'm destroying all kinds of uh, theories people have about the power of radio and podcasts. So I'll just get on with the first segment of my two-part section on the good side and the bad side of the festive period. Um, I'm going to do the bar, the bar humbug side later on. But uh, this segment is going to be on my New Year gaming resolutions. Hurrah, we love resolutions. They're always fun and great. Last week I talked about games that you could play over Christmas. A couple of people got back to me telling me that they would definitely be playing them. I pity their families, quite frankly. Um, but as I've done that, I thought I'd leave you all with something ready for the new year. Um, they're my gaming resolutions. I can only hope that you will make yours. If, after listening to this, you feel like you'd like to make your resolutions and you'd like me to read them out, or you'd like to send me a a voice segment of you reading them out on here so that people know and can ask you about them and can make sure you carry them out in the next year then uh, email me at hamsterfury at hotmail.com that's all one word uh, or get in touch with me through www.boardgamegeek.com my username is hamsterfury there too and I've got some Japanese actress uh, grinning and turning away then grinning and then turning away again anyway I've actually got 10 gaming resolutions that I've jotted down quite quickly. They might be rubbish because, uh, like all resolutions, they're badly thought out and last minute and very unlikely to actually happen. But, you know, up until January the 14th, I want to feel like I've got a chance that I could do it. And it's then only after sort of two and a half weeks in that I realise it's doomed to failure. But I want two weeks of feeling good and motivated. So uh, let's get started with uh, 1 to 10. Hmm, I think I might start with number 10. I'm counting down today, uh, mainly because number 1 probably works better at the end. And, I, and my brain can't work with just switching all the numbers around. My number 10 is uh, try to make the happy, happy board game loving actually good. Uh, thank you all my loyal listeners who didn't buy me a birthday present, um, who listen. I appreciate it very much, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't bother doing it if no one listened. Uh, it takes up some of my time. I enjoy talking, as some of you may have noticed. Um, but chatting away into a computer and watching my voice go up and down in a red bar is only worth it if people listen. And I think that um, I would like to improve on what I do. Remember, I don't want to make it slick. I don't want to make it clever. I want to be like the Sun newspaper of the um, board game podcast world, maybe with fewer breasts, um, unless I do one of those uh, MP4 things where you can see videos and things while uh, you listen. But until I can get to 
get my hands on such technology, quite literally speaking. <laughs> uh, that was a bit of a carry-on moment then. Um, until then, I just want to, you know, I want to stay laid back. I want to um, have a good grumble and a good rant. And uh, just carry on making this enjoyable. People have given me good feedback saying they enjoy Thank you very much. Um, however, if there's things that you think could be better or... Um, you know things that you you really would like in here as often as possible that I may have only done once or twice. Then uh, please let me know, and I will take all feedback into consideration. Then ignore most of it and just carry on with what I was going to do anyway. But it's the thought that counts, and I like that. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, most people in the board gaming world, which is a which is a strange world indeed, um, seem to all make this same uh, resolution every year that they're going to buy less games and decrease the percentage of owned games they have that they haven't played because uh, gamers can't spend one sentence without using some kind of mathematical term like percentage or, um, or something like that, maybe an engineering term which uh, I've got no idea of um, but I'm not going to do that. I've got some games. I want some more games. I get bored of games uh, quite easily. I look at my shelves and go, mm, I like some of them. I like, you know, I like the games on there, but I need a game for this situation, and this situation, and this situation. And I haven't reached uh, that sort of point yet when I'm trying to stop buying games. I've played most of my games that I've got now, and I play some of them quite a lot. So uh, my plan for number nine is that I'm going to run a long con on a foolish mark to feed my gaming habits. I, I, was, uh, I was wondering how to do this. I was looking at the Sting, the film that is, uh, not the wrestler or the singer. Um, although I guess I could look at the singer for a while. Um, but enough of that. Um, you know, perhaps I could uh, set up a millionaire and pretend I was a, an illegal horse gambling joint and uh, trick him into um, handing over loads of money to me to... F um, feed my gambling habit you know I don't want to just uh, pinch some money off someone in the street that's that's what hoodlums do and hooligans do I want to become like one of those gentleman thieves with a top hat and a twirly tash and a ha 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 and even though people know he's a criminal they love him nonetheless and if movies have taught me anything it's that gentleman criminals are great and I think the best way to be a gentleman criminal is to run a long con on a foolish mark because if you run it on sort of a nice person, people get a bit upset. But if you run it on a on a millionaire who's foolish and people don't really like, people are happy. It's like a Robin Hood experience. And I want to uh, rob my money for games in that kind of a way that I can still feel that I'm on the moral high ground because I like to feel like I'm on the moral high ground all the time. And I think that's the best way to do it. So my number nine is to run a long con on a foolish mark to feed my gaming habit. Hey, it's better than methylated spirits, right? Number eight. Uh, number eight is uh, my plan to attend at least 47 conventions this year. Uh, I don't know if it's possible. And I think that if I don't do it, I will uh, collapse and uh, give up everything else for the rest of the year. I think it's something that I should try and set out to do. After all, a, uh, a resolution is only worth it if it's nigh on impossible. It pushes you to try harder to succeed and accept failure as your own shortcomings and I think that's a very good thing for your character. 
Uh, I went to three conventions last year, which were Manicon, Midcon, Cast Art, Dice. Two were in Birmingham. I'm in England, by the way. Hello. If uh, you notice the accent, I'm not Australian. I'm uh, I'm not French. Or uh, I'm not Canadian either. A. Eh? I'm English. Uh, do you know that Canadian joke? Very clever. Eh? Um, anyway, I went to three conventions. Two were in my hometown because I can't drive. Uh, one was in Stoke because it looked like a cool convention and I could get up and back on a train quickly. But this coming year, I plan to go to uh, Midcon again. I plan to go to Cast of Dice again. I plan to go to Baycon again because I believe the guys from the Gamescape are going and making it their one. They sort of do one every year that they stay over. And I think I might try and do the same, trying to get in with them in some cunning manner and uh, maybe sleep at the foot of the bed and sort of sneak in so they don't have to pay anything or I might just uh, pay for my own room they're all sleeping in the same bed you know those Gamescape guys they're a bit like uh, the board game version of Rainbow I won't tell you which one Zippy is um, anyway um, yes so Bacon Midcon Cast of Dice maybe Manicon even though it's moving so I may refuse to go just on the grounds of the fact it's not 10 minutes walk from me anymore for shame and uh, there's a new Midlands convention which is uh, coming next year. It's the UK Games Expo. It's in Birmingham, which is a fine choice. It's a fine choice. And it's been set to be kind of like a smaller version of the English version of Essen or something like that with lots of game fare. Uh, our club has been spoken to, I believe, to uh, maybe um, head up a gaming table or something like that to sort of showcase some games. And I might be interested in doing that. Uh, and so there's a, there's a number of the conventions I'm going to. It's very unlikely I'll go abroad, as I'm uh, skint and poverty stricken, and unless I can run my long con on a foolish mark. So that's number eight. Attend at least ninety four conventions. Number seven. No list is complete without an alliteration. <clears throat> I love alliterations. I'm a I'm a fan of the English language. It is my language. It is my language, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I quite enjoyed it at school. Um, I enjoy the nuances of it, and alliterations are good fun. And uh, my alliteration for this is for number seven, which is more macca. It's not a very clever alliteration, but uh, I tried it anyway. More macca. I uh, only got to play the macca a couple of times this year. I love it. It's my favourite game. It's long, it needs four or five people who are happy to sit down and play a game about German politics for four or five hours. But I think uh, there must be a few uh, German politic board game fans with four or five hours to spare floating around near me. And uh, my plan is to hunt them down and play this game at least three times next year, maybe more. And uh, just get more to more to more to more to more to grips with it and enjoy it more and more every time so uh, that's my plan to play more Dimaka next year and uh, carry on winning by three points and two points as I always seem to do never a mighty victory always a close run thing number six <clears throat> number six one of the uh, one of the very exciting things in uh, the board game community um, is that is getting a new game and ripping it open and opening the box and <laughs> breathing in the new smells of 
cardboard and ink and wood and then people will write on websites complaining about the bad smelling games and rejoice in the fine smelling aromas of the fine woodenly cardboardly plasticly games oh so beautiful we're excited very easily you see um i love ripping the plastic stuff off um that's either dvds games and cds uh, it was proven in some study a couple of years ago by scientists who always have far too much time in their hands um, that ripping off cellophane on a new purchase is actually one of the one of a male's um, most enjoyable experiences, believe it or not. In fact, it may have ranked um, behind kind of sex and uh, sort of your team winning a football match or something like that. It was that high really high and uh, I think the board game thing's the same a fresh new game everything's still in their little sprues as they seem to be called ready to be punched out anyway uh, my plan for this year is to actually get high from a new game smell not just go oh that's really lovely that is really lovely but um, and then maybe open a couple of games at once um, clear out everything from inside and get the two halves of the box and just push them over each side of my face, like uh, one over one ear, one over the other, and sort of envelop my head in it, and maybe stay in there for five, ten minutes, and until I start hallucinating from the new game smell. I think it could be a good scientific experiment. I'm sure it'd be an excellent idea for a geek list on board game geeks. We all know they're pretty rubbish these days, and uh, yeah, just generally um, try and get as high as I can on new game smells which of course means I need new games which means I need to run my long con on a foolish mark to feed my gaming addiction so there we go get high from a new game smell number five uh, number five it's quite a serious one actually I do apologise not that the others aren't serious but uh, this is a heartfelt one I would like in this new year to uh, learn Mahjong and I would like to uh, learn tentatively and probably not to go too much further in it but to learn Go and the concept of Go and Zen Enlightenment or something like that um, but we'll leave Enlightenment to one side Mahjong and Go definitely more important um, my parents used to play Mahjong with some friends of theirs I used to watch it, it looked quite interesting I like uh, a card game called Beautiful Chinese Rummy and it from, from the sound of it it sounds like Rummy and Mahjong aren't completely um, the opposite ends of spectrums uh, so that'd be quite nice and uh, go just because then I can look down and everyone and go ha I know go and some people say it's not very good but I know because I'm enlightened and uh, go is actually better than everything um, which would be quite cool to do even if I'm rubbish and get beaten by everyone uh, at least I'll be able to say that and I think that's the main reason for learning go number four uh, this actually has a bit of a crossover to my bar humbug list so I do apologise uh, list fans uh, this one is actually that I'm going to try to care about the latest fantasy release now I don't know if I've said this before I'm not the biggest fan of fantasy to be honest uh, my love of like the fantasy realm goes about as far as uh, Lords of the Rings um, if it, when I talk about fantasy I'm talking about um, orcs and elves and uh, dwarves and uh, undeads whatever they are 
and uh, goblins and uh, all sorts of red dragons there we go and talons and mountains and crags and villages that look suspiciously like they're from sort of 11th century Britain or something like that it doesn't excite me I'm afraid and of course it excites a lot of people and kudos to you all for loving uh, fantasy fantastic um, I don't my uh, favourite sort of genres in games are very much um, I don't know mine are slightly bizarre they're either sport based or you know based on things like political systems or um, I don't know but it's not fantasy and uh, I tend to not get too excited about the whole thing and perhaps I'd like to try to care about the latest fantasy release I want to feel it in my heart I want to be one of those people that loves fantasy games and rants about it and gets excited about the release of a new pack of orcs to supplement their, their goblins that they got the other day you know, then it'd open up the world to dungeon crawls and uh, and all those kind of exciting things. But I don't care less at the moment, and uh, perhaps I should try to. So this next year, I'm going to try and get carried away and excited about a latest fantasy release. Gonna buy it, gonna love it, and uh, gonna tip myself headlong into Dungeons and Dragons and all those kind of things. I probably won't, but you know, I need one thing to fail this coming year. So there we go. That's number four. Number three. Uh, my number three is that I'm going to create a new gaming genre and then slag all the others off. Oh, that would be such fun. Um, this last year, for those of you that don't go on the board gaming website, Board Game Geek, there's been a lot of arguments. Uh, there used to be arguments between the Grognards, oh, which are the war gamers who, uh, who love to war game. And the so-called Euro gamers, in inverted commas, with my fingers waggling, Euro gamers, who uh, love moving wooden blocks around and uh, regard dice with horror, and uh, love playing playing their moves with cards and they're being, you know, luck, but but luck that we can manage and stuff like that. Um, and they love scoring. Tra- oh, scoring tracks! Oh, it's so exciting. Um, up there with poly- ripping polythene off. CDs. Um, then along came a group of people that started to give themselves a name, which was uh, Meritrash Gamers. Uh, it's mainly, they don't really have a name, the, the game has a Meritrash, which are uh, games from the, sort of the 70s and 80s that had lots of plastic bits and involved rolling dice, like uh, the old Shogun from Milton Bradley and uh, some Fortress America, and games like uh, the Dracula and uh, loads of other stuff like that but they just uh, with rich in theme is the idea I believe rich in theme the dice isn't horrific and it's all about getting immersed in that fun game and having a fun time jolly good and uh, then everyone fell out because uh, you're not allowed to like two of the genres <laughs> no you've got to only like one and then you can be called horrible names to each other and believe that you're better and that you're enlightened well uh, I'm going to create some kind of new gaming fan genre I don't know what it's called yet, but none of you are invited. Maybe I might handpick a few, and then I'm just going to slag you all off. It'll be brilliant, and I'll say my type of game is the best, because it uses carrots, or something. And none of your games use carrots. Yours uses dice, yours uses cards, and yours uses charts. And mine uses carrots. Brilliant. And for that sole reason, uh, my game is my kind of games are clearly better than yours. And uh, you can't like two different types of games, so therefore... 
I will be the greatest, I will rule the whole board gaming kingdom, and uh, you can all bow down to worship the new games made of carrots or something. I don't know, but there we go. Number three, I'm going to create a new gaming genre and then slag all the others off. Number two. Uh, my number two, next year, is I want to wear one of those naked fat suits. If I can't find a naked fat suit, maybe a naked pregnancy suit. You know, one of those ones that they strap on you that are massive, that are proper, like, 40 stone style size, the gut and uh, man breasts and, like, a behind that could crush a poodle at 20 paces. Um, I want to strap one of those on, but stay naked, no clothes over the top, and then go to, a com- go to one of my conventions and just play there all weekend in this fat suit, monstrous naked fat suit, and uh, see what kind of looks I get. See if other gamers would truly accept me as their own, accept me into the gaming group, however I looked. As I waddled around naked, if people would still accept me into gaming. I've got a feeling they would. After all, gamers are a very open-minded group of people. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a good place to do it. Better in a convention than down the street, I guess. So I guess uh, the gaming thing is just a cover to fulfil one of my all-time resolu- one of my all-time desires of wearing a naked fat suit. So number two, wear a naked fat suit to a convention. Finally, number uh, uh. uh So uh, my number one or uh, or uno or ichi or uh, any other language. Um, my number one is something that will bring love and joy to the hearts of some and uh, we'll have others who know me scratching their head as to why but I shall back it up with why and my number one is that I'm going to play RAR again Ah! I'm going to play RAR again RAR is a game by Rainer Knizia it's uh, an auction game based very loosely in Egyptian times where you bid for different tiles which give you different points at the end of the game I hate it, everyone knows I hate it, everyone knows I'm wrong, of course I'm wrong, it's clearly brilliant, it's up there for a reason, but I hate it. It's an awful game as far as I'm concerned, it brings no joy to me, it makes my teeth hurt, it makes my face hurt, it makes my knees hurt, And uh, but I'm going to play it again. Uh, my plan, in fact, and I haven't spoken to them about it yet, but I'm sure they won't say no, is uh, again the guys from the Gamescape who are going to bake on. I would suggest they bring it with them to bake on, and I will play it there and then with them, because there are a group of people that like RAR, so it'd be interesting to be around people that really love the game, that's sort of one of their favourite games, and I'll try and do, I'll try and get hold of some recording device, and do a live segment of me playing RAR, and of my feelings towards it again. It's very unlikely it'll improve, but you know, it's all part of the fun of gaming, just because we hate something doesn't mean we won't play it again. I think it's a good thing to do anyway. It can reinforce my hatred of it, or uh, I was going to say my view of it will improve, but it's kind of impossible. Um, but you know, it's good fun to do it, and maybe I can show those three or four of them why I hate it, and perhaps they'll start hating it, which would be lovely because it'd be nice for some other people on the hating RAR side. So, uh, my last resolution for next year is to play RAR again to the finish I, I won't walk out I promise I won't walk out I will play it to the bitter 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 end and believe me it will be a bitter end so there we go there are my 10 new year gaming resolutions I hope 
that you can all make some of your own that you can follow and I pray that uh, the strength will be with you in the new year I would say the force would be with you uh, but that's just a bit sad really um, so yes that's the end of that segment games as movie stars right then well after last week's games as movie stars segment where I looked at Tom Cruise and compared him to Risk and uh Subsequently, Mike Hibbert um, getting uh, taken to court for four million pounds by the Scientologists. I thought I should probably play on uh, safer soil um, this week, and so uh, I'm looking towards the game of Calus. Uh, some people call it Calus. Um, they're, they're clearly very silly people. Um, Kalos is a game, sorry about the clicking by the way, I tend to click between a couple of websites when I'm on these little bits. Anyway, Kalos is a game that's published by Yustari Games or Rio Grande Games. Uh, it's designed by William Attia. Uh, it's a game um, that is currently ranked third best game of all time. There's only been two games ever made better than it in the whole world. Can you believe it? Um, it's got a very high rating of 8.3 out of 10. Um, which is a very high rating anything over 8 is very high and uh, it's generally loved by many people although some of the love is starting to fall away from it now people are starting to flee it like rats leaving a sinking ship Um, they have their reasons for it I have my reasons for why it is um, linked to this certain movie star that I'm talking about now Uh, this movie star has had a very long an illustrious career he's been around for a very long time and uh, especially sort of his last few years I feel he's very much like Kalos so on that cliffhanger I'll quickly explain what this segment's about for those who haven't heard it before uh, I think that games and actors are practically one and the same thing uh, so let's look at say Ewan McGregor I feel that Ewan McGregor is in fact through the desert you've never seen them in the same room together uh, I think that uh, Tony Lung is basically Java. I think that Jean-Pierre Jeunet, the director, is Hive, as simple as that. I can't, you know, there's no other thing it could be. And uh, so, one by one, we're going through every actor and every game that's ever been made and pairing them off perfectly so that we can talk about them in one big happy, joyous union games and movies together at last. How lovely. Anyway, this week, as I said, is Kalos. Uh, for me, Kalos is probably a very good game. I've played it a number of times now. Technically, very sound. Um, there's a lot going on. People rate it very highly. It's quite a long game, but there's a lot to chew over in that game. It's quite a deep game. However, for me, it's just not fun. It's not exciting. It doesn't fill my heart. It doesn't make it flutter with excitement of a of a newly born butterfly or something like that. It just, mm, it's dry. It, for me, it's uninspiring. I can see why it's a very good game, and I'm playing it. I know I'm playing a very clever game, but just because something is very clever doesn't make me excited to play it. Um, for me, that's why Kalos, um, Kalos ranking with me is a 7, I think. Or maybe a 6. Something like that. That I will play it, but my heart drops just a little bit when I play it, if that makes sense. Uh, I've done a few lot at the moment. Uh, nodding or uh, shaking your head. 
or shaking the monitor or um, of throwing the monitor out onto the ground or have ripped your earpieces out of your um, mp3 player and tossed them asunder but Kalis for me good game clear but doesn't fill me with excitement anyway I may upset some people here too with the actor that I've chosen but please hear me out this actor very solid he's a very good actor clearly he's won awards so clearly he's a very good actor I've got a lot of respect for him he um, is very good in the films that he does but especially recently thought of him in the film doesn't actually fill me with excitement I don't go ah oh, it's one of his films I must go watch it because he's going to be great in it I look at it and go mm, you know I thought it was very good in Forrest Gump but since then eh. so yes I've given it away the actor I'm talking about that's very much like Kalis is Tom Hanks we must salute Tom Hanks of course with his big curly melon a joy to us all um, good actor very good actor of course he's a very good actor Tom Hanks he's won awards and he's great and he carried the film like a cast away very good in the green mile Road to Perdition Catch Me If You Can The Lady Killers The Terminal The Da Vinci Code oh very good in all of them but I don't go yes it's a, the latest Tom Hanks movie I must jump out and get it now so uh that's why, for me, I'm afraid Tom Hanks is very much like Kalis, technically sound. I can see what the fuss is about, and quite rightly, probably should be seen that high. But just doesn't excite me, and I don't get too over the top about it. So that's it. Kalis is Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is Kalis. It should be a game. That's right, it should be a game. There's so many things in this world that should be made into board games. I could uh, run this segment 24-7, 7 days a week, 52 weeks a year, 70 years a decade. Things should be made into board games. You should be drowning in cardboard of weird subject matter until the day we die. But it's not. But this thing today that I want to be a game actually should be a game, and I shall explain to you why. You see, today, as part of this festive edition of the Happy Happy Board Game Loving, see, there's those bells again. <laughs> and in this festive edition of the Happy Happy Board Game Loving, I feel that um, the thing that should be a game is indeed. Christmas! Ah, oh, fantastic. Uh, I'm not trying to belittle Christmas in any way, shape or form. I uh, celebrate it for the right reasons, which uh, aren't presents and aren't getting drunk and uh, aren't bringing in lumps of coal on the Boxing Day morning or anything like that. But, you know, something that I'd love greatly, like Christmas, I would love to celebrate every day of the year not like that um, sad um, lonely guy um, in the UK who's uh, known as Mr Christmas and uh, celebrates Christmas every day and wraps up presents for himself and eats a full roast every day and has decorations in his house every day I don't mean like that I mean have it in a box on my game shelf between the World Cup game and Torres maybe um, okay, Christmas the board game I can say, no, it's very exciting, and I'm sure a lot of you would agree with me. That there's a lot that goes to, 
towards Christmas that would make a good game. Now, last week I talked about how, uh, well, three weeks ago now, I talked about how to bring games into Christmas, whether it's uh, coveting people's objects with meeples, or um, balancing roast potatoes on sprouts, or even uh, telling lies about um, someone's mother's phone call to them on Christmas morning, for example. You know, but uh, this week, I think that Christmas itself should be gamified. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that could be put into the game. I think uh, everyone could start with a character, maybe on a, and it's on Christmas Eve. It'd be kind of a role playing ish board game. There'd be role playing elements to it, uh, not role playing elephants. Role playing elements. Although I'd like to see some role playing elephants. I'm sure we all would. Um, but the idea would be to, uh, I don't know, move through. Uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, that kind of three day period with your character maybe having set roles and things you have to come out of the end of the three days with so uh, one person maybe to get um, to get really drunk on the Christmas Day evening but not um, offend their the person playing the mother-in-law so badly that they leave for example and others maybe to um make sure the Christmas dinner is ruined where someone else's uh, secret role may be to make sure all the food is set out perfectly um, that way everyone could interact um, there could be parts of other games like the game Gift Trap uh, which I've heard is a very good game I'm not going to review it like every other podcast does because I've never played it um, but it sounds quite good there could be elements of that where you have to decide what present to give the other person and uh, that increases their character's happiness or sadness, unfortunately, um, differently. People get angry over different things. There could be fights over what's on TV. You could even have some kind of freaky moment in there where everyone settles down in the game to play a game. Now, I don't know if that would uh, launch into some kind of paradox and uh, make the whole world fold in on itself, but that could be quite a kooky little angle to it. So, who knows? You could even have uh, one character who's... Uh, role is to actually um, have um, Christmas by going to church maybe who would have thought such a thing on Christmas day of all things I know or someone else who uh, has to um, their whole point of Christmas Eve and Christmas day is to get through it ready to leave the house really early in the morning for like a boxing day sale at next or something like that 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 kind of thing I think it goes down reasonably well I think half a dozen people would probably buy it mainly for the gimmick and uh, rather sadly I could see uh, most of those people playing it on Christmas day which uh, probably means it probably isn't a very good idea at all so I'm afraid I might actually have to reject this decision on what should be a game and probably say what shouldn't be a game what shouldn't be a game is Christmas because the last thing I want is people playing the game of Christmas on Christmas because I just don't think my head could deal with it so there we go it shouldn't be a game Christmas bah humbug yep it's that time of year again when the grumpy ones among us decide to uh, sit down in their grumpy chair say bah humbug to the world and uh, eat their sandwiches and sniff at anything that might even hint at Christmas revelry. Uh, this is my second special segment of uh, this podcast. 
and it is titled Bar Humbug or Bar in a kind of a northern accent um, it's what I hate in games um, you know I've realised that I love to grumble and love to rant and I do apologise dear listeners um, for those that wish the happy happy board game loving was a loving of all things wonderfully board gaming in fact um, looking down at what I've got left to do in this uh, podcast I realised it was this and then two more um, sort of negative segments so I'm going to bring in a positive slant at the end of the podcast because I think we need more positivity in gaming there's enough ranting and moaning and whinging about things that we should be happy together in a, in a wonderful hobby it is a good hobby in a wonderful hobby that we can share so uh, but that's at the end for now I'm just going to be grumpy again and hate everything unlike my new year gaming resolutions where there's 10 things that I want to do this next year I decided to only do 5 things that I hate in games because like I said I shouldn't be too negative and I don't upset too many people a few people is good to upset um, it makes me go to bed happy at night knowing that I may have made some people cry during the day um, I do need to tell people now that I didn't um, get the job as a ticket inspector and a traffic warden uh, so I have to do it through podcasting instead making people's lives misery um, anyway I am applying for a job as a as a tax man but um, that's all up in the air at the moment so until then I'll carry on doing this podcast um, so what do I hate in games there are five things that I've decided and uh, without further ado let's get started number one bah. Uh my number one is orcs but I've done that already before that's one that I talked about that was going to be in both podcasts you see does that make sense yeah um, I don't like orcs they're thick really I can see why people would like to be them they're powerful they're brutish even if I did like fancy games I never would be orcs I'd always be humans or elves that's just one of my things they're kind of the humans tend to be kind of gritty fighters and these things and the elves tend to be bowmen and bowmen in history are cool I love the Battle of Agincourt where the English beat the French because of our longbows I love all that kind of stuff you know in the, the Japanese wars that I like tend to have a lot of longbowmen in and I love the longbow and uh, that's kind of an elvish thing and I love sort of brave charges and that's kind of the humans thing and the orcs just tend to be a rabble and I don't like rabbles I like order I like carefully laid out plans and therefore I hate orcs so you if you ever play me a fancy game which I'm going to do next year of course you take the orcs I'll be the other people number two bah. Uh, I'm starting to sound like a sheep number two is hype and buzz people call them different things um, people say that hype is different to buzz around the game hype in a game is the game company hyping the game buzz in a game is when people play it and go oh, no that's really good that's, that's really did you know that's really good aye that's really good I know aye very good indeed uh, it was me up actually now of course with my game that I am uh, releasing at the moment of course I'd love good feedback from it if it deserves good feedback if it deserves bad feedback it probably should get bad feedback unfortunately but it's when buzz and hype in a game even if it is good shoot it immediately right up the rankings into sort of one of the best games ever and then maybe over the next few years it kind of drops away as sort of the hype or buzz or both falls away but for like I don't know a couple of months in board gaming all you hear about is this new game how exciting it is how wonderful it is how everyone should get it how you're stupid if you hate it and then people 
start going, oh, but it's not very good, you know, I'm very clever and I'm very smart because I don't like this game. And people go, you're rubbish. And then over the months, a few more go, oh, I don't like this game either. We're really smart because we see something that other people don't see and stuff like that. And uh, it kind of, Hype and Buzz kind of creates a strange two-tiered system, I feel, of some people loving it blindly and some people just being moany about it for the sake of it just to be different. So, uh, love the game, hate the buzz. That's a, see, that's a good, a good little saying there. Love the game, hate the buzz. That's number two. Number three. Uh, my number three kind of carries on from number one and the other one from the other one. Uh, I thought I'd all roll them into one. The three sort of types of game I don't like, just so that you know, just in case you were going to buy me a belated birthday present. Um, which was the 16th of December, by the way. No one mentioned it. But, you know, I didn't expect them to. I only mentioned it last time. Um, I'm not a big fan of sci-fi games. Epic sci-fi games. Not a big fan of fantasy games. Not a big fan of horror games. So, uh, I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're wonderful. I tend to be wrong in these things, to be honest. I tend to be in a minority of one, or two, or ten. Um, out of thousands. But, there's, there are ones I don't particularly like. There's a little something about me. There we go. I don't really like sci-fi. I don't really like fantasy. I don't really like horror. But one of my favourite films of all time is Alien. So make of that what you will. Perhaps I'm just being hypocritical. Number four. Uh, number four thing. What I tend to hate in games is trains. Uh, some train games are good. Some train games are bad. One thing that I know is there's too many train games where I'm drawing my line with a crayon. Like a... Um, like some kind of a three-year-old child let loose on the walls at home. Brilliant. I wish I'd been allowed to do that while my mum was out for the day, maybe, and my dad was uh, doing some gardening. If I'd have found a pack of crayons and a nice white leather couch or a nice white wall and draw lines all over it, that would have been quite exciting. I never got to do that. I'm sure some people didn't get to do that. Uh, some of you probably did, and I'm sure it was wonderful. But um, I've got no desire to... Uh, draw on boards with crayons in train games I've heard they're very good don't get me wrong on this and some people swear by them and they're quite right too but for me it doesn't excite me at the same time uh, tra those train games take 14 hours um, don't excite me um, the, the thought of playing Ticket to Ride doesn't particularly excite me and that's another game that some people could be upset about me bad mouthing um, I've never really played them that much, so I can't really have too much of an opinion on them, but the thought of it doesn't excite me too much. Um, so that's it, really. The only train game that I kind of enjoyed was Railroad Tycoon, and I couldn't play that every now and again, because it takes me 14 hours to lay the board out flat. It's so big. So there we go. Uh, number four, what I kind of hate in games is trains. I'm not against trains in general, just I think there's too many train games. I can ignore them, but they're still there. Train games, number four. Number five, bah, uh, yeah, enough of that. Number five, what I hate in games are uh, some of the players. So uh, this next year, I'll probably just play a lot of games by myself. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll play some games uh, with some people. Um, but you know, I play a game not to win necessarily. I say that, what I mean that when I start to play a game, of course I'm going to do my best to win, but if I lose a game, it's not an issue. 
I don't play games to be the best at the game. I don't play the game to uh, reign champion over the game. I'm going to try my best at playing the game. But the main thing for games for me is the people I play it with. I want to play it with people I like. I want to play a game that I enjoy. And more and more, I'm just enjoying just the whole thing around the game rather than just the game itself. So uh, for me, sometimes players that are in it purely to win it kind of turn me a bit cold I like banter during a game I like a laugh I like people that don't mind taking a couple of minutes break to get a drink or go to the loo or something you know the more talking the game the better as far as I'm concerned uh, so my number five what I hate in the game are some of the players I'm afraid but I love the rest of you most of you are great so that's the five things I hate I don't want to dwell on it too much just that I'd give those grumpy bar humbugs something to get all excited well they wouldn't really get excited about it but something for them to grumble about a bit more happy Christmas don't care if you hate the idea of it have a happy Christmas it's an order Om Om oh. Oi! Do I look like Buddha? Right in this segment um, I look at games that are uh, I've played once and once only, so if I play the game twice, it's not allowed, it's not eligible in this category, like a man trying to be best actress at the Oscars, the cheats. Um, so these are games that I've played once and uh, I've got no desire to play again. Some people say I'm foolish for doing that, and they're probably right, but sometimes, and I'm sure other people feel this too, please nod if you agree, yeah, good, good, uh, okay, um, some of you agree. Uh, for me, I rate games from my very first play, and the rate will go up and down depending every future time I play. But sometimes a game I'll play once, and I just have no desire to play it again. It might not be the most terrific game in the world, but it just might not catch me. And uh, this next game this week is that. It's not a rubbish game at all. I didn't hate it. I just kind of didn't get it. And it's my own stupidity, probably, that I didn't get it. And I'm quite happy to say that. Uh, and that game, I'm afraid, is... Bonanza, I know, another game that people love, is designed by Uwe Rosenberg, a fine, fine designer, probably, um, published by Rio Grande Games again, they're taking over the world, Amigo Spiel, 999 Games, and a few more, um, his other name, strangely, is Bonanza, so uh, there we go, um, it's a game about bean farming, you um, have lots of different types of cards, uh, which are different beans that you have in your hands and you try and lay them in the fields to make sets but if you can't lay one in a set then you have to build over that field with different types of beans and they have humorous names like a stink bean and a wax bean and a, all the, that kind of name and uh, it's well packaged it's very clever in that the cards double up on the back they have coins so they can be the bean or the coin and I love games where cards can be used in a few ways like San Juan for example where cards can be a, a building or a building material or a commodity or money I love that I think it's brilliant and so kudos to Bonanza for that the concept is clever the trading is good but there was one thing that I hated which a lot of people I know aren't the biggest fan of but it's integral to the game of course is the fact that once you've got the cards in your hand you can't rearrange them because it's a specific order from uh, right to left that you have to play the right and most card if you're laying it unless you're trading with someone then you can take a card from anywhere else and I kept getting confused about that and any card you get back in trade you can plant at the front I think even though 
you can't otherwise. Anyway, it breaks the rules somehow. And uh, for me, from playing a lot of Rummy and uh, playing a lot of other card games and probably being slightly OCD, to be honest, um, is, uh, or gaming OCD at least, is that as soon as I get cards in my hand, I have to... I have to put them in the right order. I have to sort them into types or numbers or in a running order or most useful at one end to the least useful at the other. Otherwise, my brain just starts to spasm a bit. And that's what it was doing throughout this whole play of Bonanza. Um, I was playing with people that played it a number of times before, and some of them were very good. Fair play. They they went quite easy on me, I think. Um, and they let me off with a few deals that I probably shouldn't have been able to get. Fair enough, and thank you very much. Um, but when playing it, it just wasn't the most exciting experience for me. I was happy to try it, and I was heard getting things up, good things of it. But um, I didn't really get the jokes about the different bean names being amusing. I didn't get the idea of just being bean farmers anyway. And if you were bean farmers, then they should be proper beans and not made-up beans. That made no sense at all. And I know it's supposed to be funny, and I find something funny that other people don't find funny. And I think this is just one of those situations. I missed the joke. I didn't particularly like the mechanic. I could see it was clearly a, a well-respected game. And again, looking at ratings of it, I'm clearly the one in the wrong, and I'm happy to say that. But for me, Bonanza is just not a game that I'm going to want to play again. So for those of you that are like me, that um, have to, have to um, put the cards in the right order in their hand when they get it in the game then I'd probably suggest that you look at Bonanza from a distance before diving in and buying it, maybe. So uh, perhaps you could use the backs of them coins in some kind of clever, different game. But um, the game itself, for me, is not as fun as it could be. So I'm afraid for that, Bonanza, I'm no Buddha, Bonanza, I ain't playing you again. Happy, happy... We must be happy and loving. It's a loving, happy world. Loving and happy with bunnies and kittens. Although I don't like cats, so puppies instead maybe. Happy, happy, happy. So, like I said, uh, there, there. I'm going to try and stop lifting. So, uh, like I said, earlier um, I thought I'd do a nice happy segment at the end this is the happy happy board game loving after all and uh, while I can't definitely provide for you uh, a loving which uh, which is probably going back to that being the sun newspaper of podcasts again but uh, I can't provide for you a loving I should be able to provide happiness for you it's Christmas you know it's a wonderful time I'm excited I've got less than a week until I get to spend like Five days straight at my in-laws who I love, with my sister-in-laws who are great, and my brother-in-law who's brilliant and hilarious. And I'm going to have five fantastic days of playing board games, playing Buzz, and the quiz game on the PlayStation, of, uh, of playing other computer games, of just chilling out with people, having a laugh, eating great food, drinking my father-in-law's beer that he's bought specifically for us. You know, this is great. I'm looking forward to it. And then after that, I get to go in for a week to my uh, that's, that's a note to you would be burgers I'm going home for a week uh, to my parents in Kent with my wife and uh, I'm going to do it all over again with my parents who are great of course and my brother who's great and my friends who are great and having a uh, a New Year's Eve um, dinner party at, um, 
uh, some very good friends of our family and who we've got dressed very smartly but me and Anna are going to that's my wife by the way I've never mentioned her by name and I swore that I never would to hide her shame um, but I have now um, we're going to wear we should be smart but we're going to wear suits made out of uh, bin bags black bin bags and white bin bags uh, so we get very sweaty that night but it's kind of a, a strange mix between very smart and very scruffy and I like that idea and it's going to be fun and I'm going to love it I've got like two weeks coming up that you should all be very very jealous of they've got great times great games great family times and I hope that a lot of you are having the same and so I just put myself into a good mood by thinking of Christmas I love Christmas my favourite time of the year I've not got to work now I've got to put some board games together for people but apart from that and I don't hate doing that to be honest so apart from that it's wonderful I'm happy be happy so what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about a few other things I've not got notes for this so I might I'm an art I might repeat myself even more than usual and sort of randomly ramble even more horrifically so you guys might want to listen to this and fast forward um, but I'm just going to talk about things that I loved during the year that um, I think would be nice to end on first up uh, conventions went to a few this year big fan of the cast of Dice especially uh, good work Nick who um, headed that up uh, met the guys from the Gamescape which is a better podcast than mine so you should probably go check that out now don't even bother listening to the rest of this uh, I saw them at three conventions played a lot of games with them the highlight was probably the Mecca at MIGCON that was uh, good fun about six and a half hours worth which I won by two points at the end so I am now the world champion of the Mecca so you may all bow down and worship me um, I love the fact that my wife seems to quite like games as well I like the fact that we've played a lot of Carcassonne through the desert this year I like my game collection increasing I like uh, doing this podcast for you guys I hope you enjoy it and I hope you continue to listen into the new year I like uh, the fact that I found the board game club to go to which I go to on most Wednesdays and that's good fun although I've never been the best player of the month every month we have a a competition tournament points and I've come second once and third once but I've never won it so my aim I should really add this to my earlier segment of what I'm going to do next year my aim is to win it at least once next year and so I can truly cement myself as a truly great game player um, I love the fact that boardgamegeek.com found me a guy called Richard who lives down the road who I've just found out does listen to this because he's moaned at me about calling Hive Jean-Pierre Jeunet uh, tough because that's what I feel it is but he lives down the road he comes over like on a Tuesday and we play some two player games and that so that's great fun and the fact that his girlfriend whose name I won't mention because it's his business and her business uh, um, she enjoys games as well so the four of us have got together a couple of times to play some games so I love that uh, I love the fact that less and less people on Board Game Geek are asking me who it is in my avatar it's Rosa Kato by the way Japanese uh, actress stroke TV star stroke musician you know one of those Japanese all round girl she's one of them um, don't know what else I love in the board game world this year I love the World Cup game that was a great discovery uh, well done for that um, just looking at my collection there's no other sort of new games I've picked up this year that I'm a massive sort of have won me over massively I'm just happy that it's increasing and I love the fact that I'm getting Primordial Soup and Samurai for Christmas so uh that's all that I've been happy about thank you guys for listening uh, thanks for those that have had interest in my game tour it's great, I've filled up on my pre-orders now but if there's enough call for it, who knows I might chuck it to a publisher or might find out a way of producing it a bit more cost effectively so I can get it out to more people 
anyway, have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and uh, I'll see you all sometime in early to mid-January. Ciao.